Section 29 of the Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Darren Beckham, Topeka, Kansas. The Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon, translated by Edward Bish, Book 3, Chapter 12, of the Necessity of Exercise to Health and Strength of Body. Among others who frequented Socrates, there was a young man whose name was Epigenes, and who was very awkward in his person and behavior, and had contracted an ill habit of body, having never learnt nor used any exercise. Socrates reproached him for it, and told him that it was unworthy of any man to be so negligent of himself. Epigenes slightly answered that he was under no obligation to do better. You are no less obliged to it, replied Socrates, than they who train themselves for the Olympic Games. For do you believe that to fight for one's life against the enemies of the Republic, which are all obliged to do when the Athenians please to command us, is a less important occasion than to contend with the antagonists for a prize? How many men are there who, for want of strength, perish in fights, or have recourse to dishonorable means to seek their safety? Some are taken prisoners, and remain in slavery all the rest of their days, or are forced to pay so great a ransom as makes them live poor and miserable ever afterwards. Others are ill thought of, and their weakness is imputed to cowardice. And do you value so little all these misfortunes, which constantly attend an ill habit of body, and do they seem to you so slight? In my opinion, there are no fatigues in the exercise but what are more easy and more agreeable but perhaps you despise the advantages of good disposition of body. Nevertheless, they are considerable. For men, that condition enjoy a perfect health. They are, are robust and active. They come off from combats with honor. They escape from dangers. They succor their friends. They render great service to their country. For these reasons, they are well received wherever they come. They are in good reputation with all men. They attain to the highest offices. They live the more honorably and the more at ease, and they leave their posterity the most noble examples. If, therefore, you do not practice the military exercise in public, you ought not to neglect the doing so in private, but to apply yourself to them with all possible diligence. To have the body active and healthy can be hurtful to you in no occasion, and since we cannot do anything without the body, it is certain that a good constitution will be of great advantage to us in all our undertakings. Even in study, where there seems to be the least need of it, we know many persons who could never make any great progress for want of health. Forgetfulness, melancholy, loss of appetite, and folly are the disease that generally proceed from the indisposition of the body, and these diseases sometimes seize the mind with so great violence that they wipe out even the least remembrance of what we knew before. But in health we have nothing like this to fear. But in health you have nothing like this to fear, and consequently there is no toil which a judicious man would not willingly undergo to avoid all these misfortunes. And indeed it is shameful for a man to grow old before he has tried his own strength, and to see to what degree of dexterity and perfection he can attain, which he can never know if he give himself over for useless because dexterity and strength come not from themselves, but by practice and exercise. End of section 29. Recorded by Darren Beckham, Topeka, Kansas.